the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. Are you used to uh, the open censorship yet? I mean, for two years, we've had open censorship of opinion. Sure, it pertained to the pandemic and the faux vaccine. But in this country, in America, we are censored now. You say an opinion that is not state-approved, much like China, it's taken off of the Internet and the World Wide Web and your... Uh, what do they call it now? The cancel culture and all the rest of it. In this country, you have it. You know it's all around the world. So when you're getting information from CNN and MSNBC and Fox News, and it all coordinates, you're being worked like a fat slob in a strip joint on a Saturday afternoon. You're being conned. It's true. She doesn't like you. She doesn't think your eyes are pretty. She thinks your wallet is as fat as your derriere. That's how it works. Now, the Democrats think you're as stupid as their constituents. So they're using the Trojan horse of the Ukrainian conflict. And yes, it is. I'm not saying it's not real. It absolutely is. What I am saying is you don't know which oligarch is benefiting or losing. And you don't know which side the American oligarchs, if they're on the right side or the wrong side. History will prove that. Nonetheless, it is the greatest Trojan horse for their agenda of absolute and total nationalization of the energy sector of this country. They've had their greedy eyes on it. They couldn't extort it away to their satisfaction through their lies of multi-taxes, through their extortion fees, and through their Ponzi scheme scams. They have an opportunity to seize it all. And that's what's going on. So when they tell you, ooh, the Dow is volatile and it swung up and it swung down, it swung up because they're monetizing debt They're giving it to their corporatist scum, and they're buying the market. These aren't people buying it. It's it's the government frauding you. They figured out a way to monetize the debt. And what they don't want you to know, on a day when you're being told that the guy in in Ukraine is Churchill and everything is going sideways and we must focus on that, and that's the reason your gas is up, to distract you from the fact that for 12 months your gas was up because of the idiot That's wetting his pants in the Oval Office. That's why. No other reason. Now they've got a great excuse to hide it all. But more importantly, to expedite their agenda. It started very, very slowly over the weekend, and now it's in high gear. How many people know who Brian Deese is? It's not important if you do, because you shouldn't. He's a nameless Marxist mafia member. He's a hitman who's in the National Economic What is it, Commission? The National Economic Commission. He is, in fact, the number one guy for Joe Biden 
in the NEC Council, excuse me, National National Economic Council. He's a child. He's got a beard, though, so he looks like he's a man, but he's not really a man. He's a do-nothing, know-nothing Marxist mafia member. He revealed himself today during a uh, an on-the-lawn news conference. The only viable path to energy independence for the American economy is to reduce the energy intensity of our economy overall. Now, what the hell does that mean? You with that drawn-on beard. What the hell does that mean? You see, the energy that you say you hate is why we live the way we do. And it's not just gas in your car or the heat that heats your house, although it is those things. It is the denominator in everything, everything, every plastic, every steel, every brick, every cement, every roof tile, everything. So how do you how do you get rid of it with your unicorn urine economy? Because what you're selling does not exist. You're subsidizing it. And you have been for 60 years. Your green energy agenda is a fraud that cannot stand on its own. There is no consumer demand. You cannot sell it without subsidizing it. The cost that goes on to the consumer is a fraction, about a third of what it really costs to produce all your wind and solar and your unicorn urine. It doesn't work. Those aren't magic holes in the wall for your electronic vehicle. And all of the ways that they build it destroys the earth far worse than it does by taking oil out of it. By the way, this country, America, not only is the best at virtually everything, we're the cleanest. See, because in case you're not looking at these savages that you're getting your oil from in Russia and Ukraine and the rest of it, they all have that that uh, that Auschwitz hairdo that they all got the number two from. The, that's the, the most stylish they get. Do you think they're real meticulous when it comes to dragging oil out of the earth? Do you think that they're real conscious of the environment when it comes to mining and other things? Or do you just like not looking at it? I mean, I guess that's the way you can finally go to sleep with your women is when it's really dark. I've seen those Democrat women. You don't want to light on. You don't want to look at the ugly truth, just like the oil that you buy from Russia, you buy from Venezuela, you buy from Iran. See, there's where the real damage is done. If you really cared about the earth, you'd only want our oil because we do it the best. We have the best conscience when it comes to environmental issues. Ours is the cleanest, but you don't like it because it is a threat to your government power. Because if you can't own it, we don't really need you for jack. Because now you can stick in what you really want to stick in today that nobody's talking about. How many knew about an omnibus bill? Oh, you know that two and a half trillion that they stuck on top of Mitch McConnell's half a trillion continuing resolution? They're already at the limit. They're at it now. And we're bankrupt. So they have to pass more omnibuses. Okay. I'm delighted to be joined. Come on, Gargoyle. Thank you for Thank listening. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> the Democratic Leadership Etymology course. By the way, do yourself a favor. You want to feel good, a little levity? Take a look at these freaks that head up the Democrat Party. Will you please? Okay. Well, I'm proud to be joined by Senators Durbin, Murray, and Stabenow. Um, and as you know, a lot's happening this week. It's a busy week. Busy. Last night, we passed the Emmett Till Anti-Lynching anti Act. Sure, throw a little racism in. You finally got today, that done from the 50s, you moron. We will moron. pass the postal reform bill, it looks pretty certain. And the post before the end of the off. week, uh -huh. we are aiming to pass a government funding omnibus bill. Before the end of the week, an omnibus bill.
I thought the economy's booming, Chuck. You and that diaper-wearing dimwit, some call a president, just told me how great everything is. Here we are again, another omnibus. Because you understand, we're broke. We can't go a month without printing more debt and hampering the future for God knows what. Because they have no damn intention on ever paying that thing down. They like those American oligarchs that will never get their property seized. That all have their grubby hands, their butter-like hands in the Federal Reserve that are making trillions of interest and nobody can talk about it. I've had economist after economist. Who makes the money? They can't answer you because they found a way to monetize debt and the American oligarchs in the shadows reap the benefits. So they love these kind of days. They could hide in this Trojan horse of an emergency. We've got to help the Ukrainians. We need $12 billion for them. Well, you want to shave it from somewhere else, Chuck? How dare you? How dare you ask us to shave our spending? We've got campaign contributors to bribe, pay off in our money laundering scheme, in the Ponzi scheme of the American economy that's bankrupt. Republicans and Democrats are very, very close to finalizing the agreement. I expect there will be text released in a few hours. And we'll <laughs> We're going to pass a couple thousand page. You're going to love sifting through it. And by the time it's out for eight months, you might learn about the next six or seven different bureaucracies we're increasing the budget to come after and extort you out of your hard-earned money. We're working very hard on a few last-minute issues, cyber mm. and VAWA. VAWA. On VAWA, yeah. I am pushing very hard to get it in. That's I'm government talk that for Lou. Will, and I think there's a real good chance that VAWA will end up in the bill, which will be another significant legislative yeah. you're going to get vowed of this senate in a bipartisan way and joni you vow on me very, chuck very you schmuck um we are it will include the the omnibus get it out has three major parts uh -huh. one foreplay uh more than 12 billion in assistance for ukraine as ukrainians fight bravely off putin's illegal invasion more than $15 billion for COVID preparedness funding. And it was illegal, but you didn't, want to, you didn't want to issue a kill order. Yeah, I agree with you. When you go into another country and kill people, that's it. We kill everybody now. But you didn't issue the kill order for Putin. You were comfortable sacrificing the peasants, as you always are. And here's the people that even support this story, this propaganda. Even you didn't think of this? Well, you're useful sheep. After all, you're still strapping on your diaper and your mask, pretending that helps you. Policy changes that are included in the omnibus, including the president's moonshot for cancer research and an increase in Pell Grants. We got cancer. We got college. We got coats for the Ukrainians. And uh, uh, don't forget, we started off with an anti-hanging bill. Let's start there. And then we're going to stuff in all of our bribes and payoffs and schemes that nobody is talking about. Omnibus bill. Again, what's this? See, before 2008, did you ever hear of an omnibus? I don't know. Now you're just used to it. Now you just assume the position. You're like a hooker on payday. Just get ready. Um, the omnibus comes at a crucial moment. With the war in Europe and the return to normal after the pandemic, we have to confront challenges that we haven't seen in a very long time. The events in you... You want to know what I think this whole thing's about? I'm going to tell you right now. A month ago, there was a handshake deal between two scum, Rootin' Tootin' Putin and Xi Jinping, both who have hired 
the first son, crack-smoking connoisseur, Hunter Scum Biden. Although if the last name is Biden, the scum is assumed. Hunter Scum Biden, they both bribed them. And they had a little deal. And you know what that deal was? You won't believe it. It's the same deal that really preceded every war we've ever been in since World War II. Every single war. You know what that is? They wanted to trade their energy off the U.S. dollar. And then lo and behold, there's a conflict and war. And they're evil and they're monsters. And they're... But you never want to kill them. You just want to sacrifice the people in the countries. So you could protect your fraud of the U.S. currency being the world currency as you stuff in omnibus bills that we don't even know. You don't even number them anymore because you're bankrupt and you need that lie to continue. So you've used your IMF banking scam. You've used your U.N. Ooh, the U.N. You've used your NATO and you bribe other countries. And when a country wiggles, now you got a problem with that country because it's the same war. You have simultaneously with cyber currency. You don't like that either. So you came out with your own scam, cyber dollar, that once again, the Federal Reserve and those people in the shadows who we don't know who they are, we just know they make trillions of dollars on interest that you didn't agree to pay on debt you didn't agree to. Isn't that a great scam? Bernie Madoff should have became a senator. They'd have buildings named after that son of a gun. Instead, he was in the Huskow, where all the rest of these rats belong. Who knew about the omnibus bill out there? Ukraine have necessitated action, and we need to get this done and get it done very fast. Because it's always an emergency. Fast, fast, fast. Remember the last time they said fast? You all didn't get to see your mothers and your fathers and the people you love die. You didn't get to leave your house. And now your kids got something called depression and anxiety. And now you can't go out of the house without some bureaucrat telling you you can't. Be careful when a government scumbag who looks like a gargoyle says emergency. Because you're not prepared for what comes next. 312-642-5600. I'll take your calls. AM560. The answer. What a great way to nationalize the energy sector of our country. So we've got the oldest, we've got the dumbest, soggy bottom president in American history. And you're going to lose <laughs> capitalism, freedom, and the American way. But can you think of a better face to put on the American lie, the American Ponzi scheme, the American failed foreign policy than Joe Biden? He really is representative of the American Democrat moron. He is your face. You should put his dumb ass on a coin. You call it the Dumas. You'll never know. Only the Europeans will say it right. Dumbass. It should motivate us to accelerate the transition to clean energy. Yeah, clean energy. There is no clean energy, you moron. Everything you need is dirty. What keeps it clean is American companies. Our energy is produced with... Only 60% the pollution of all these other countries. And then we recycle it and we clean it. You've you ever been to China? You ever been to one? It's not clean. I mean, I know most of you are looking at it through the, through the uh, lens of a, of a camera. But after all, that's where Wuhan, they've got bat. What do they want us to believe? A bat kissed a grasshopper who jumped on a dolphin, mated with a whale, and swam to San Francisco. That's how we got to Wuhan. Because it's filthy. You're taking a look at the, uh, Eastern Europe? Filthy. Everything's gray. Not nice. Not clean. We're clean. It's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. That's simply not true. 
Oh, I think it is, Joe. But then again, every time you've opened that slit in your face, all that's ever come out is a lie. If those liver lips are moving, you're lying. Yeah, you are, Biden. Now, not everybody's a Democrat. In fact, most of the people in the energy sector aren't. Well, they had a little conference they got together with, and they were asked, is this true, you know, how how uh, uh, Pippi Livestocking, Joe Biden, and every Democrat in on a pay-to-play scheme? Keep saying that this is Vladimir Putin's fault or it's the uh, corporation's fault who refused to drill on the oil. Is that possibly, possibly true? Yeah, it's not truthful, right? And it's not truthful at all. From day one, day one, this administration has been hell-bent with their anti-American energy holy war to shut down the production of American energy. She knows that, right? It's delaying leases. Look, you can get a lease, and then they delay the uh, permits for you to... Uh, oh, in Chicago, that's when the scumbag comes in. The alderman. How you doing? Greasy, Tony Resco-looking scumbag. Sometimes if you're on the north side of Chicago, they skip in with little loafers on. And they want the sack. The sack of Joey, as it's called in my neighborhood. That's an envelope with untraceable cash. And you give it to these Democrat scum. And then that process of the permit moves right along. That's how it works. Can you imagine when you're talking the numbers of energy? You're talking big time. Those, uh, you, you might need two sacks. You might need duffel bags. Big Mike. Long Grove. God, what's going on? Hold on one second. Why doing today? How are you doing, Big Mike? I'm good. All right, go ahead. You can... So I was just listening to Chuck U. Schumer and then Joe Biden lying his ass off today. Um, and you got Peppermint Patty over there. You know, all she's good for is, you know, every, every word out of her mouth is lying. You know, uh, he, Biden reminds me of Clutch Cargo. Remember that cartoon? Oh, I'm dating myself. That. Of course I do. He's never been as good looking as Clutch Cargo. But I'm going to tell you what, Big yeah, well, that Chuck U. that Chuck U. Schumer, I'm stealing that. Go ahead, though. Go ahead. So, so. Peppermint Patty's over there. She's about as worthless as you know what. All she's good for is emptying Joe Joe Biden's drool cup and then changing his diaper and wiping his butt. Are you sure? Because she's awful good at keeping the Democrats real happy. And did you know, Big Mike, the reason that I really reject the propaganda of America is did you know among the Morphodites that are waiting for their government welfare and their cheese, he's bumped up in the polls. In fact, Joe Biden is up eight points. Did you know that? All it took... It's crazy. It's real stoked-up propaganda. You all picked your favorite yeah. oligarch. And now somebody's Winston Churchill, even though this time they got Nazis. And Joe Biden is not a dementia patient. It's great. All you needed was a little war. It's very convenient. And if you think I'm wrong about Joe Biden, listen to him now. Here, let's do a little quick little. It's simply not true that my administration or policies are holding back domestic energy production. Huh? That's simply not true. And then listen to him in 97 when he talked about Ukraine, when he talked about NATO, when he identified what the problem could be. I think the one place where the greatest consternation would be caused in the short term for admission, having nothing to do with the merit and preparedness of the country to come in, would be to admit the Baltic states now in terms of NATO-Russian, U.S.-Russian relations. What? And if there was ever anything that was going to tip the balance were it to be tipped in terms of a vigorous and hostile reaction, I don't mean military, in Russia, it would be that. Isn't that exactly what happened? So 25 years ago, you knew what it was problem. Of course, you knew your address back then. You could remember the people's name who worked for you back then. You also didn't need the depends back then. 
You called what would happen if you continued to move forward by expanding NATO to the Russian nation or Russian Federation, whatever the hell they call themselves. You knew it then, and you still did it. And in fact, when you got your shot and you usurped the most powerful office through ballot harvesting, you then are the president on the brink of World War III. If only we would have hired Joe Biden before the dementia and the aneurysms and the stroke and the diaper. 312-642-5600. AM560, the answer. Now you're talking, kid. Look at you. Would you take some of that Joe Biden man shake? B12, Cialis, little espresso. That's the only way they can get that 80-year-old dimwit out of the door. No, I was listening to the commercial about all the energy rebates. These are all exciting words. Rebates, incentives, and that, 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 that. It's welfare, subsidies, bribery. They can't sell that garbage without it. Can't sell it because it doesn't work. I can't wait for all the electronic vehicles, really, especially the Chicago ones. Oh, it's going to be great. When you get out in the morning, your car's packed with snow. You got your full charge on, and you leave the house, and it's 16 below with a windshield factor, and your car dies out about 90 miles from your house. I thought it said 300. Yeah, okay. Tell me that when you're walking. Don Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, how long before it's, uh, they're going to have a new campaign called Cash for, car, uh, for Combustion Engine Cars and they start buying back our vehicles like they did the clunkers, remember? My knee-jerk reaction is before the election because they're going to need a program. Because what will happen to gas in the meantime, and, and you know that's how most of the Democrat morons think of oil. What happens to that price, let alone the cost for heating and let alone the average collapse of our economy and the destruction of our dollar, will be so devastating, they're going to be looking for all kinds of gimmicks. So I say August. What do you think of that? You want some of that action, Don? I'll take it. I'll take it in a cigar. We'll take another (laughs) cigar butt with Don from Bloomingdale. Thank you very much. And after all, what do you think is going to come out of this, dummy? Now I'm off to Texas. Thank you very, very much. I know there's a lot of... I know it's my favorite part. I know there's a lot of questions, but there's a lot more that has to be made clear, and I'm going to hold on that until we get more information. Thank you. There's a lot of oh, questions, God. but there's a lot more that has to be made clear. Now let me get the hell out of here, because he doesn't know if it's Tuesday or July. You stupid bastard, you do you? But what you do know is that you have the power of the pen. Now I don't think you should have. In fact, in my America, if I was a Republican representative, I would be representing the people. And I would demand a drug test. I would demand to know what medication you're on. See, because there are medications on there where once you sign something, it's not legal anymore. And I think you're on that medication. What do you think of that? So your executive executive orders, to me, you could write it on Charmin because it's toilet paper to me. Like everything else a Democrat ever came up with. But boy, oh boy. I love the way they pay off the Marxist mafias, even in other countries, even the one that is the best example of Democrat policies. It's called Venezuela. And yet, what's going on with Venezuela? Venezuela. You get to say it like that. Well, what I said is what I believe. Uh, Look, I understand the economic consequences that the president is trying to avoid for the American people. I share that concern. But there's places. So the way that we do it is we enrich the guy that's actually murdering his people, that's not in the news. Oh, there's another government killing innocent citizens. It's Venezuela. It's Cuba. It's pick a socialist South American hellhole. Pick one. But no, no, no. 
The evil guy is Putin, and Ukraine is somebody's Churchill. It's the guy with the Nazis. Like Mexico, the United Arab Emirates, Canada, uh, as well as uh, domestic production that has already been licensed, uh, that should be able to off, uh, offshoot uh, the, the consequences of the loss of Russian oil. You don't. Have- but what about the consequences of hiring a corrupt Democrat piece of dung? What about that? You know, because before, before the Ukraine incident, it was already. A dollar fifty higher. Back to Venezuela. There's been significant bipartisan concern expressed about the fact that there are even conversations happening with the Maduro government at this stage. Can you be more specific about what the conversations are with respect to energy and any trade-offs that might be on the table to encourage Venezuela to produce more? There are really not specifics, additional specifics I can add at this point. I would just note that any conversation about the health and well-being of American citizens happens through different channels. So I wouldn't see... You know, Chavez, may he burn in hell for a thousand millenniums, that scum that destroyed Venezuela. You know, his daughter is rumored to live in a $40 million mansion in Miami. She's a billionaire because all of the money... That goes to what is supposed to be the people's oil, which, by the way, under the Biden regime, I pick maybe 24 months before America has a people's oil. Believe me, it's coming. Under that, they were stealing the money and their version of Hunter Biden, only instead of a crack smoking, this broad's just an easy layup, an easy tramp. She's out in Miami with billions of dollars. This is how it works. And what are we going to do? What's our big plan? Oh, I know. We'll stop buying it from the from the little guy who's an evil tyrant and we'll buy it from the guy with the cheesy mustache who's a real tyrant. As a trade off, as you said, um, I would note so that uh, you may have seen um, Maduro uh, announced this morning um, his intention to go back into talks with the opposition. Um, so I would just note that. <laughs> so here are your choices. Iran, where they like to rape and beat their women. Or Venezuela, where they like to rape, beat, and imprison their women. Where's all the women for the Democrats? Americans are paying a higher price at the pump because of the actions of President Putin. This is a Putin uh, spike at the gas pump. What a great way to sweep it in this Trojan horse. The reason you're paying oil is an expedited reason due to the conflict. And we... uh, we have a colonel that wants to talk about the conflict in Ukraine due to the conflict. But the real reason you're paying higher, the spike is the Democrat spike because we're setting records that were set when the last Democrat was in office. This is what you voted for. You Democrats, you got a lot of money. Of course, none of it's yours. You have to take it from guys like me because you can't live on your own. You're welfare roaches. And the only way you want to feel good about yourself is saying making things real bad. And letting your government take from one party to give to the other. Because you can't do it on your own. That's why you vote for these scum. Because you're on, you're in on it. Tony, Portage, Indiana. Hey, Sean. When you brought up about uh, the electric cars in uh, below zero temperatures, I got another one. All right. When we stop drilling, where are they going to get the oil and the grease for the bearings of these cars? Unicorns. They're- Unicorn. Huh? The unicorn urine is what what comes out of the magic holes in the wall. And then the grease yeah. you speak of, it's in the unicorn hoof. You just got to catch them. 
They're as hard to catch as a leprechaun <laughs> or an Irish gangster in Chicago. They're very difficult to catch. They're greasy, and they're hard to get them. You can't get them. It took, it took 50 years to get Madigan. I don't know when you're going to get a unicorn, Tony, but you'll be amazed what comes out of that unicorn. All the promises of the Democrat mafia. It's going to oh, be yeah. great, Tony. Yeah, you let me oh, know yeah. how, how fun it is in Indiana with your electric truck, which, by the way, before it was electric, it stood for fix or repair daily. Now the Ford electric truck oh, stands for start. don't ever. Oh, Sean. Sorry, Sean, brother. I'm a Ford it. man. I know I'm you I'm a Ford man. Don't start that, okay? But there's a reason they have to put 25% tariff on the Toyota, because if you ever drove one, you'd never even look at a Ford. Thank you, Tony. We'll be back with the rest of your calls and comments after this. AM 560. The answer. Who is this? Don't guess. I should have known that. See, my wife's good again. I'm terrible. That's the one way. I got a weakness with music. I don't pay attention. So, um, you notice how the COVID cases are. Where's Fauci? You notice how all, or they're lifting restrictions. This is on the Drudge Report today. COVID cases in America today. Oh, damn it. What'd you do? COVID cases in America today. Come on now. I could. Did you hit something? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. 69,459. March 7th, the year 2022. Last year, last year during the lockdown and all that, 40,064 cases. So for those of you that unfortunately live with Democrats, that's more today than a year ago. What's all the restrictions? They're all gone. You think it's because anything they told you worked? Their phony vaccine and all the rest of it, their masks, none of it meant anything. None of it worked. The reason they're lifting it is because you've had enough of it. And you're finally starting to act like men and women of America. By the way, the deaths, the deaths. Today, March 7th, the year 2022, front page of the drudge, just in case YouTube wants to take me down, but we're on Rumble anyway. 1,686 deaths today that they attribute to COVID. Now, sure, they're like the doctors in Illinois where they're cooking the numbers, but a year ago, you know how many deaths there were? You know how many squirrel hands? 676. Yet now, today, so that's a, that's, that's a thousand more. A thousand more. That's all right. Take your mask off. Forget about it. Because they're afraid of you now. Or they want to distract you with Ukraine. Well, they steal your energy sector or your country. In other case, that's how it's going to work. And until you start standing up for yourself, they're going to keep lying to you. So the thing about green energy and all their scam, it's all in the omnibus bill. They're piecemealing the eco-Nazi Green New Deal. Piecemealed. Every hidden in every emergency, every Trojan horse. Ukraine, let's get $12 billion. They're stuffing trillions in for their pet projects and their nonsense. And they're letting you know it's for your own good. Sure, it doesn't work. Sure, we can't sell a lick of it without bribing you or incentivizing you or subsidizing the company or some scam organization. But it's all for the best. Just like they've been right about all their, 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 uh, their predictions in climate. They've been wrong for 60 damn years. I thought we only had 12 years. How long ago was that? The clock is ticking. Megan, Orland Park. Hey, Sean. I'm in my car. Can you hear me okay? Perfectly. Wonderful. Sean, you are on fire today, Sean. I gotta say the passion is through the roof. Just yeah. gotta say that. It's Chuck Schumer, whenever I see that gargoyle with that grin rubbing his hands together like Nancy Pelosi at a State of the Union, it disgusts me. 
And I don't like the fact that they're telling you about how you're supposed to think about the oligarch war that happens to be in Ukraine. Well, they're, they're making the American oligarchs even richer. And so it's very aggravating. Yeah, so, Sean, I just wanted to say um, the nicknames, they are so phenomenal. I felt like oh. yesterday I'd already called you, but I'm like, oh, I wish you could call you. And I'm like, i got to call tomorrow. Oh, thank and you. And I look at Lincoln, and I say to myself, God, there's a nickname for him. There's a nickname for him. And you were spot on. Sure, guys. And then Chuck Schumer, Gargoyle. Oh, my God, that's so true. But I need to ask you about Squirrelham. Why yeah. do you call him Squirrelham? Because he's got little hands like a squirrel. All he needs to do is get some nuts together. <laughs> and right now he's giving me just one finger on each of those little squirrel hands. But he's, he's a good guy. He's my guy. He's going to stay with me. We're going to toughen him up a little bit. we got him on a push-up program and everything. You'd be proud. Thank you, Megan. Okay. I appreciate it. I'll tell you, I'll make a man out of squirrel hands because he already understands exactly how he's robbed. See, he's a young kid. Right now I'm missing a birthday party for an adorable niece who makes me smile every time I look at her beautiful face. It's her seventh birthday. Her name is Nina. I love her to death. So the reason I'm aggravated is because this gargoyle scum, Chuck U. Schumer, he didn't just do it to me and you. He does it to these little kids. He does it to squirrel hands. He does it to the future of this country. This isn't an omnibus bill. It's a pay-to-play scheme. And they're all licking their chops. And they're going to hide it in this eco-Nazism even though they've been wrong for 70, 70 years. Clear, Mr. Kenny's not a scientist. I am. He's the CEO of the Weather Channel now. I was the founder of the Weather Channel, not the co-founder. And I'm glad you did, because I am addicted to the Weather Channel. I watch a lot I'm of cable news. Now. Hold on just well, a minute. I'm not shut done. Shut your mouth, CNN and scum. CNN has taken a very strong position on global warming that is that it is a consensus well there is no consensus in science science isn't a vote science is about facts and if you get down to the hard cold facts uh, there's no question about it climate change is not happening there is no significant man-made global warming now there hasn't been any in the past and there's no reason to expect any in the future just like the vaccine didn't save anybody in fact, a year after three of them, more died today than a year ago. More. Your mask did nothing. More are sick, more died. The reason you can take it off is because they're aware that the jig is up and you're wise to the con. Now just remember, no matter what they're talking about, it's built on the same lie, the same propaganda. If their lips are moving, it's a damn lie. Problem is, we don't know how to pull out the lies. In fact, you're still paying off. Lies like Social Security and the rest of that nonsense. It's time to stand up and be an American. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is the Sean Thompson Show. I am excited about my next guest, Kenneth Raposo. He's an industry analyst from the Coalition for a Prosperous America, which is like being an honest businessman in Chicago. It's very difficult. He's a former staff foreign correspondent for the Wall Street Journal and senior contributor to Forbes, covering China since 2011. 
I have always blamed the Trump administration and the American ignorance for China's seizure of Hong Kong, which, by the way, Hong Kong was twice as honest as Ukraine, and no one said a word as number 11, Xi Jinping, just confiscated what, what was a beacon of an idea of a free capitalist economy in China. However, that's gone, and no one said a word. I wanted to bring on Kenneth Raposa to talk about the anatomy of a China-Russian access alliance, which starting to sound like that same thing George Bush was spewing before we sent troops and trillions into Iraq, and nobody still knows what the hell's going on there. Kenneth, how are you? Thanks for having me on, Sean. I'm fine. Thanks. So you really do. Um, you, you study this stuff. You have been on it since 2011. I am amazed at how many American Wall Street businessmen have a symbiotic investment relationship with a communist country. It is astonishing to me. BlackRock, Blackstone, Goldman Sachs, you pick it. It's not just Hunter Biden who's on the Xi Jinping pay-to-play pay scheme. Do we stand a chance anymore? Well, it's very difficult. And that relationship, not just with BlackRock, forget them. What about Apple, Nike, yeah. Disney, Hollywood, the list goes on. So it makes that very difficult for Washington to enact any type of policy that is strong against China because China has effectively captured a China has a free lobbying group in the United States. Ford, Disney, all those companies I mentioned will just bang the drum in Washington and say, "What are you doing to us in, in the, on, on the China front?" And they certainly have done that since Trump enacted tariffs back in 2018. There's another loophole that no one discusses. I'm in the real estate business. That's the way I made a little bit of my money. I still make my living in the real estate business. There has been, for decades, American real estate fronts for the Chinese government. They're financed by China. I'm in southwest Florida. There's a guy right here right now buying everything. Arenas, golf courses, you name it. They don't care what the price is. Because under the, the system, if they don't pay the loan back, China forecloses. How much land, has there ever been a study done as to the, the important pieces of land and real estate that the corrupt government, the communist government, the most successful communist regime in history, owns in America? Okay, I think I've seen this somewhere, and i probably written about this months ago, but sorry, I think I read about so many different things and I'm thinking about so many different things on any given day that I forget. But this was months ago. I looked at this number, and off the top of my head, I want to say it's about 20,000 acres uh, in the United States that Chinese companies own. Okay, whether those are state-owned companies, I don't know. I know the... I know... One of the biggest landowners, there are two of them. One is in Texas. I think it's part of a wind farm operation, and, and uh -huh. Texas rep Chip Roy has been trying to stop that from expanding and trying to stop China from buying land in the United States, especially as it relates to energy. There's also been instances in the past where China was trying to buy land near uh, companies that were doing defense R&D. Of course, they were worried about you know people going in there and spying and so on. So that's been old. That's old news. Then one of the other big landowners is Smithfield. Um, Smithfield Foods, I believe, Smithfield Foods or Smithfield Farms, I forget. They own a lot of land, and that's a big um, pork processing company. So pig meat, pork meat, that's China-owned. And they're, the, they're some of the biggest landowners in the United States, farmland. So ironically, and they also own other farming um, companies, Absolutely. and they're also invested. So ironically, as we're experiencing inflation and as prices are going parabolic, 
China's making a fortune. And they're making a fortune, and often, and, and this is bipartisan, because this was my gripe against blind subsidies as Trump picked farmers over other people enrich them. It's, it's not just likely. It's the reality that in some instances, the American people were subsidizing the Chinese government via these farms. Is that not true? Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it depends on the product line, right? So I don't yeah. know. I don't know, for example, let's say pork. I mean, I don't, I don't know what, what kind of subsidy a pork farmer gets. So how it would work is you and I would be would be farmers, right? I mean, we, we're, we own livestock. So maybe we have sheep, we have cattle, we also have pigs. Maybe we got a, a thousand, we got a herd of, you know, who knows, 500 pigs. And we sell that to Smithfield. Maybe we contract our land out to Smithfield, maybe we lease it, uh, or maybe Smithfield owns a part of it. I don't know how that works, because it all depends, right? It's a, you're almost like a freelancer, right? We are a bunch yeah. of different farmers who are relational, connected to Smithfield, and Smithfield probably also has their own land, their own operation, it's that they own outright. So it depends. But if you and I were a livestock operator, and we had those animals, we had animal proteins, and we were selling them to Smithfield, then yeah, we, w- we, would, we might get a subsidy if livestock is part of that. Most of the subsidies in the United States are things like rice, uh, sugar, maybe corn, soybeans might yeah. get some. More, those are more of the well-known uh, subsidies. I don't know about animal protein. I'm not sure if that's subsidized. But one industry they benefit for certain is the green energy boondoggle. They've got the solar... Oh, man. They've got the wind farms. It's really a joke, as you listen to this, because you're in the know. And you hear this propaganda spewed by the Marxist mafia, as I call them. Some call them Democrats. The reality is the people who are enriched by this are the adversaries of Americanism. Whether you're a party affiliate is irrelevant. We're literally enriching the communist Chinese at each and every policy. Is that not true? Okay, so I I could talk about this all night. So... The Chinese government has been listening very carefully to Brussels and Washington over the last 10 years in regards to their fears of climate change. And the China policy has been fine. As they're going to be terrified of climate change and they're going to move away from fossil fuels, we're going to take that as a cue and we're going to make the solar panels. We're going to become uh, the biggest producer of electric cars so we can master that technology. We can dominate the battery sector of that battery end of that market. We're going to take away the wind turbine industry from Europe, which Europe kind of runs this is the biggest now, but that'll change. Gold wind is huge. They're uh, in the United States, gold wind uh, science and technology, they make wind turbines. They're flying around in the United States. So they're going to dominate that market in the future, and Europe will just be, be lost unless they massively subsidize it or you know give, give tax breaks or free land, whatever, whatever they got to do to survive. They failed to make the solar industry there survive. Maybe they'll do it. Maybe they've learned their lesson and do some of the wind, considering solar and wind is their favorite source of energy. But we shall see. But China has played Europe and the United States climate fears like a fiddle. They are the sunshine OPEC for solar. And all this talk in Washington where we talk about Green New Deal. Well, not the Green New Deal, but going green, so to speak, right? We're going away from solar. They, they're so happy gasoline prices are $6 a gallon because that means everybody's going to buy a Tesla someday, uh, and we're all going to go to solar. That's what it means, according to them. We're going to move, it, move along that line even faster. And okay, fine, whatever. But in the meantime, as they come up with this policy, just a month ago, the Biden administration axes um, tariffs on solar panels from China. So now all the little fields you see stretched with solar panels that could have been made in the United States will absolutely be made increasingly 
in China. So those utility-grade solar stations you see that turn on your lights in your town, that will be a Chinese solar station. You know, not you know, it'll be run by someone like you and me. We're independent power producers. It's a front. But yeah. All the technology yeah. comes from China. They get an American front. I grew up with a kid who's like this. He's an American front. He sells that boondoggle wind system. He doesn't want anyone to know it produces absolutely nothing but problems. By the time it breaks even, you need a new one. It's got like a 21-year break even. Uh, you know, the whole damn thing is an absolute and total fraud. And, Ken, the part that frustrates me is I don't care what you think your party affiliation is. You're weakening my country. You're weakening your country. You're destroying the future. I was talking about, I have a niece that's seven years old. The America she's going to face will be a memory you and I were lucky enough to experience. And I am really aggravated that they have outflanked us because they've corrupted our political system. In fact, China has been really developing assets that happen to be senators, happen to be congressmen, for the last 30 damn years. How in the world is this legal, Ken? I know. And this is where I think a lot of Americans have to redirect their anger because because they want you to be mad at China. It's very easy to be mad at China. You know, China just China's look at Xi Jinping or whoever the leader is of China. They're looking out for one point two billion people. I mean, looking out might not be the way the American government looks out for uh, our own people. Right. You know, China probably Xi Jinping might not care about the Chinese, but he's about one point two billion people to take care of. If they revolt, the CCP is going to have a problem taking these guys out. There's more of them than there are the People's Liberation Army. Which is why I so wanted to strengthen Hong Kong. But go ahead. <laughs> right. So, why, so China is looking out for itself. So you really got to focus your anger on the likes of Goldman Sachs, on the likes of BlackRock, on the likes of the, of the multinationals, right, who are looking at China as the next big thing, as the next big market, and they're really not worried about you. And so you get these job deserts from upstate New York to Inland Empire of, of uh, California, and that's because these guys have decided that it made more sense for them to just turn, Cal- just turn China into the manufacturing hub of the United States. And now it's become not only the manufacturing hub, but the place where everybody wants to sell their services and their movies to. So it's, it's a big problem. And, and you know, China, China wins. And, you know, the United States in a lot of ways has, has lost over, over the years. That, that is clear. And you, you, can, you can yell at China, you can blame China, but you also got to take some blame at the big multinationals, Congress, who have let this happen. Inf- yeah, that's the part that infuriates me. Our Congress people, birthing people and others, are owned by the Chinese government. I cannot believe this is even legal. And, in fact, I did some looking into it. It turns out it's not really legal yet. They just refuse to enforce rules and restrictions on themselves. And here we are again with this BS insider trading nonsense where a dimwit like Nancy Pelosi or a, 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 a real man's man like Mitch McConnell become worth hundreds of millions of dollars through, through circumventing rules that they're supposed to abide by, be, but because they wrote them and because they're supposed to look over them, they just, ah, we're, we're okay. It is one giant mafia, Ken. And it's bipartisan. Well, this is the perk. That's the perk. That's why. That's probably why you want that job, right? You know that you're going to be shielded from any sort of wrongdoing as long as you're on the right, the right side of, of the power, right? Because, you know, look at Trump. Trump was a powerful guy. He was the president of the United States, but he was vilified from, from day one. I mean, the guy, that he came out in one piece is, is, is amazing, you know. Well, it ain't over yet. Arrow, still, that guy took. Yeah, but they're still going after him. They're still going to misuse law. The other thing, you wrote for the Wall Street Journal. I am a capitalist. 
I'm really but a small percentage of this country. We don't even have capitalism anymore. We have this this quasi corporatism. And the, the reality is yes. the game. I'm starting to feel that it's so rigged. It's so bastardized that America's bankrupt. And I can't help but notice every country we've ever gone to war with is a country that said, I don't want to use your damn dollar anymore because I don't like it. I'm an American capitalist. And what they've done to my dollar is absolute and total fraud. It is a Ponzi scheme, and they cannot exist in this country without borrowing more money. They just need a new excuse every 30 days. Am I wrong? Well, yeah, the dollar, the way you're talking about it is that what, what you're probably angered about on the dollar is, is all the stimulus and the debt that you know the government has taken to help multinationals and, of course, Wall Street fund the stock market bubble that's been going on. And, and, you know, and we can all benefit from the, from the stock market bubble, believe me. I mean, yeah, if you, 10% of a million dollars is 100000 but, you know, if you're Joe Schmo and you got $10,000 in there, you made 1000 bucks. you know? So we can all benefit from, from the bubble. But what they've done with the dollar, of course, is, is weakened it in the sense that the debt is, is, so, is so big. And if there were serious players, serious alternatives to the dollar, right, which there still are not, the euro certainly isn't. No one wants negative yield. No one wants zero interest rates. So the big investors aren't putting money there. But yeah. at one point, it might be China. It could be some other currency. It could be Bitcoin. It probably won't be Bitcoin. But it might probably be China. I guess that would be the best uh, rival currency. And then the dollar will, will, will suffer. And then when we lose that reserve currency status, which could be two years from now, five years from now, ten years from now, nobody knows, uh, it'll be a problem for... For Americans, and, it, and, it, and a lot of this was, of course, because of massive that we have accumulated over the, over the years. And it's, so it, much it is, of it, it is so wild to look at the charts on it. And so much of it, so without our real consent and just our, you know, they they tell us sit down and shut up. And during COVID, they print up 10.6 trillion per year. They kick it out to imitate the velocity of money. And now I listen to morons chant against their own prosperity by saying the only the only way we can we can help ourselves is to increase the payment on that debt that you didn't vote for and ken i have yet to get an answer who makes the money when the interest rate goes up on the new monetized debt that none of us voted for who are these people dressed like the monopoly game guy that are reaping all the rewards does anybody know Oh well, yeah, right. Well, of course, it would be inside bank banks who are part of the Fed, banks who know 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 the game. But it's very complicated. You know, this is a this is a an hours long discussion because, of course, if if money if if bond prices if yields go higher, interest rates go higher, right? So you and I, let's say you and I have a million dollars worth of bonds, and those bonds are paying us three percent. Okay, and all things being equal, we paid a hundred dollars for those bonds, and now you can get those same bond. It pays five percent. Well, me and you, we just paid a hundred percent for something that only yields three. So maybe we're BlackRock in that situation, but we're losing money on that. So now what would happen? We're dumping it to get the one that pays five, and it becomes very complicated. And also, in that case, you know, the, sometimes the dollar can get weaker. Um, so you know, it's it's a very complicated. Well, Wall Street is a very complicated world. But as far as as far as the United States goes, it's like someone like you and I, just an average guy, runs his own business, let's say, right? You said you, you talk, you're talking about being in the real estate biz. Yeah. Over the last two years, we've seen out of Washington that essential business was deemed to be big multinationals and small guys were crushed. And so this is a big problem. I don't know how this changes. Hopefully with pandemic being coming to an end that think things will get back to normal. But uh, I, don't, I think the American public... We've seen it for at least since the Ross Perot years in the 90s. Yeah. I've already seen, you know, what, what these big multinationals, these big corporate powers, what they 
think of, you know, the average American, what they think of what was called Joe the Plumber back in the back in the days, back in yeah. the Obama years. So I think they're catching on more and more. And I think people in Washington, honestly, catch on, too. So we'll see. But it's not as e- easy a fight for those powers as it used to be. They now have a significant opposition, and that is us. You know, and I think yeah. Trump, for example, showed them that that is a real serious opposition. Brexit showed them that is a real serious opposition. So Bolsonaro in Brazil showed them. You know, so, yeah. so they know that it's not a free lunch. They know their globalization, one world kumbaya, you know, everything made in Asia and where, where it's cheap and you can throw chemicals down the river, it doesn't matter. That, that, that's not going to fly. He is Ken Raposa. Thank God we have the Coalition for a Prosperous America. I want to thank you for joining me, Ken. Now, I'm assuming in all of these analogies where you put you and I in the, in the driver's seat that my wife is a really sexy nymphomaniac. Am I correct? She is. All right, thank you very much. Because when you said farmer, I got nervous. I picture, you know, the fat lady and me with a dirty pickup truck. I don't like that. Ken, thank you so much for joining me. I truly appreciate it. Take care. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Right, we'll, we'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, The Answer. Fred Station don't exist on this nonsense. Did you know a friend of mine sent me a uh, a text that was on the news? On the news, this is this is uh, they got tips to save on gas. I'm dead serious. This is what they tell you. They, they, you know, it's not just heels up Harris that talks to her constituents like you're third graders. Check your tires. Reduce your speed. Avoid lots of starts and stops. Well, aren't you the same moron government who made all the car manufacturers put in that gotsy start and stop at the stoplights? I immediately had mine taken out. Get rid of extra weight. Have you looked at a Chicago Democrat lately? What are they going to do, cut off their leg? Granted, that'll save them about 160 pounds. Get rid of weight. Life under Democrat rule. Feudalism, as it's formally known. And that's why Honey Bunny's mom said, boy, Sean seems aggravated today. You are damn right. I'm extremely aggravated today. Because as I'm coming into the studio, my lovely wife sends me a text. It's Nina's birthday. And that really frames what we're facing. These are corrupt morons. Corrupt morons. They don't have solutions, and they shouldn't have the power they have to forever change Americanism forever change it and if you work like i work three jobs and another one that i'm invested in constantly and you worry about money 50 percent of that income goes to these corrupt son of dogs and in the meantime they're committing national suicide with policies there is no green energy there is no global warming none the records you're breaking are a hundred years old you know why that's as long as they've been keeping data A hundred years. The damn world is billions of years old. Billions. I understand you Mormons are a little upset with that. Too bad. And you don't get to be Jesus on your next planet. The reality is they're making it up. And they're making it seem like we're at the end of the road. Seas are rising. And for a minute, you're forgetting that they all own seaside estates. From Barack Obama to Louis Gutierrez to every scumbag lobbyist in the middle. If they were right, wouldn't all of these... Buildings and all of these homes on the ocean be worthless? Wouldn't they stop giving loans? Everybody knows it's a scam. Everybody knows. My favorite is, was, and will always be 
Chicago's very own when we were a city that worked instead of a welfare roach infested hellhole run by Democrats. John Coleman. Fair, Mr. Kenny's not a scientist. I am. He's the CEO of the Weather Channel now. I was the founder of the Weather Channel, not the co-founder. And I'm glad you did because I am addicted to the Weather Shut Channel. Shut up. I There's a lot of you now. Hold on just a minute. I'm not done. And CNN has taken a very strong position on global warming that is that it is a consensus. Well, there is no consensus in science. Science isn't a vote. Science is about facts. And if you get down to the hard, cold facts, uh, there's no question about it. Climate change is not happening. There is no significant man-made global warming now. There hasn't been any in the past, and there's no reason to expect any in the future. There's a whole lot of baloney. And yes, it is. it has become a big political point of the Democratic Party and part of their platform. And I regret it. It is their platform. And you know what this is from? Do you know there was a movie made 2012? That's when they predicted it would be the end of the world. Then it didn't happen like it didn't happen when they predicted in 2000 it was going to be the end of the world. It never happens because it's a lie. And in the meantime, it's all politics. And they have control of the reins. And they are bribing not just their own constituents like that Mike Madigan scheme where they shake down companies like ComEd and AT&T. They shake down neighborhood stores. No, no. This is international gangsterism, where they are benefiting the enemies to America. It's that simple. And if it's not Che Guevara or Iran, it's Xi Jinping and and, and the torture chamber called China. It's a torture chamber and they keep doing it and they keep being wrong and somehow they're in power and somehow you morons and your cousins and the rest of you are all walking around like they've ever told the truth they don't know how to tell the truth it is the only industry on the planet that profits from its mistakes it's called government they've been wrong on every level they were going to fix the healthcare system 400% higher name an industry they touched that the expenses have not shot up 400% in the last decade name one what what are they involved in education 400% in the last decade healthcare 400% in the last decade banking sucks giving loans to people who should never have them and in the meantime they're just covering it by giving loans to everybody they have no idea what they're doing and they destroyed my american economy where even though it brings in the most revenue, unimaginable amounts, it cannot stay afloat unless they stick another lie omnibus bill month after month after month. The proposal that we've made on Ukraine um, is, is strong. We also have $15 billion in COVID preparedness funding. That is a really smart investment. That is just... They should all be put in jail. Because every trillion dollars, every single dollar that they spent on all of their answers, on all of their solutions, was wasted, was corrupted, and did nothing. Nothing. And the proof is the actual numbers, you Democrat, gangster, scarecrow-looking scum. It's as important as any part of this bill, even though it doesn't get the attention. The odds are that a, you know, we cannot discount the fact that a new variant can come. And if we, we have learned a lot from the three variants, but we've also learned if we're not prepared, it can 
return to the days of lockdowns and so they put 15 billion in preparedness which means they pay off their scumbags and in the meantime if you get too wiry they're going to call out pickle face again a lot of places are relaxing their restrictions people are wondering if that's fleeting uh, what can people expect will there be more lockdowns do you expect that to happen if we do see more variants that are aggressive i don't think people should get the impression that we're saying that this is all over. We are going to be dealing with SARS-CoV-2 for quite a while. Every time you fight against their corruption. Oh, we got another variant. Let's lock your asses up. And you're used to it now. Because you turned yourselves into slaves when you bought the first lie. Tom, Blue Island. How's it going? Good, how are you? I just want to say, first of all, my dad's a big fan, Jeff. Watches it more than me. He's a great fan. Love the show. Thank you, Jeff, and thank you, Tom. Well, thank you. Uh, I'm just wondering, you know, if we can't put the blame on the president and the Democrats, who are we going to put the blame on? Because I've just seen everything going up in price. I mean, I drove by 4.75 a gallon, 4.75, and it's not just gas. All we talk about is gas, but it's not. I got a dozen donuts the other day, fifteen dollars. At what point? Who do we put the blame on now? Who? Well, I'll tell you what. We got a better chance of getting a response when the comes to donut prices with the Democrats than gas. <laughs> Most of them don't work, but they all eat donuts. Tom, the, the blame is real simple. You put it on the people that were gullible enough to buy it or the people of such low character. They wanted the fascism. They wanted the socialism. They wanted the corruption within the Democrat mafia. It's a character flaw of America. And this country doesn't have the character it did when your father was your age. And the sad thing is, it doesn't look like it'll have it when you're your father's age, it'll be even worse. And what we need to do is turn it around. Now, we can turn it around by exposing this fraud to the next generation, to my seven-year-old niece, Nina, to your kids, to your father's grandkids, and the rest of it. That's how you turn it around, because this is obvious corruption. What's going on with these American Democrats today, this is not a political party anymore. This is an organized crime mafia, and that's what needs to be exposed, Tom. Thank you very much, and thank you for listening. Donuts. It's the truth. It's the truth. And, you know, they're going to come up with a new distraction. Sure, they've got a good one now. It's a wonderful Trojan horse. It really is a wonderful Trojan horse. Yet nobody wanted to point this out when Xi Jinping just took Hong Kong. No one wanted to put this, push this out when we committed very similar atrocities. And I don't just mean the ones that are going on now as we're backing the Saudis in Yemen and the rest of it. I'm talking about when we went way back. The beauty of having old colonels on that are already retired is that some of them are sick and tired of the lies every once in a while one will get on the news this one happened again on Stuart Varney's show and I found it to be quite interesting to retired Colonel Douglas McGregor who joins us now sir what was the strategy Putin attacks a nuclear power plant what's the strategy behind that is it just to intimidate civilians uh, the strategy uh, was not to attack uh, any power plants or the power grid. Uh, the Russians have very carefully avoided interrupting any power. No damage to communications, no damage to uh, any of the things uh, that are essential like the water supply. What you're seeing is that the Russians have now driven what is left of the Ukrainian forces who are taking refuge in uh, population centers, cities, because they have no mobility, no air defense, no air cover, no logistical infrastructure. They are now mingling with the population, much as we've seen in the Middle East, whenever we drove the uh, Islamists 
out of business. They ran into cities, used people as shields, the civilian population, and tried to avoid being annihilated. And I think that's essentially what's happening today with uh, the population being well, used. Can you just mention what we did in the Middle East? Boy, oh boy, this guy's not going to be back. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. AM 560. The answer. So nature.com has the COVID, true COVID mortality rate at less than half a percent. We'll never really know. They keep throwing 6 million, 6 million, 6 million. They don't want to tell you how many billions of people are involved. But what we do know is they've been damn wrong since they opened their mouth. And now, in my opinion, it's time to find out why Pfizer opened a research and development lab in 2009 in Wuhan, China, and what exactly Fauci's investments went for, and exactly where are the origins from, and was it created? Because if it is, I can't decide if I want to lock those bastards up or the senators and congressmen that sold out to communist China. But somebody needs to be put in prison. Scott Woodstock. Okay, so... Hi, Sean. Um, you mentioned it earlier. There's going to be, what's the next thing? Well, a couple, a name you didn't mention is Klaus Schwab and the World Economic Forum. Yeah. So true. the uh, COVID didn't get the result that they wanted. So there's going to have to be something else. And I don't think it's going to be a new variant. Uh, about four and a half months ago, one of the DNS, there's only three large DNS inter, internet traffic servers around the country, and one of them got hacked. Amazon went down. So really? I think the internet is going to be next, and it'll be down for like 10 to 14 days. All commerce is going to stop, and that's going to be the foot in the door. Oh my God, we have to do this in order to keep you safe. And everybody. They can't get into their bank accounts. The traffic lights don't work. Everything comes to a grinding halt, and they've already done a test on it about four and a half months ago, and I think that's the next big thing. Well, here's the good news, Scott. Parents, for the first time in the last six years, will finally get to look at their teenage kids' eyes as they look up when they can't get on their phone. Thank you very much, Scott. Let's look at the bright side. Maybe we'll have kids stop using the word anxiety. Uh, Jim, Chicago. Oh, hey, Sean? Yeah, buddy. Oh, how are you? I'm just thinking about Putin's bomb shelter. It must be the most, the best thing Rubles could buy. Rubles could buy. He's probably got the best bomb shelter on the earth. Do you think, I would imagine. Do you think his refrigerator is as packed as Nancy Pelosi's? Well, I think he's probably got plenty of stoli in the joint, which helps, and probably a good, uh, a good medical supply. Yeah, I'd like to know. Pritzker, Pelosi, or Putin? Who's got the better fridge? Oh, my. I got 20 bucks on the fat bastard you Illinoisans call governor. That's a good bet. Nancy's probably got some wine in there. That drunk stumble by a little Botox in the freezer. We'll be back after this. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a top of me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy. Imagine a system. 
that tapped into the most self-destructive emotion human beings have. It's called envy. Imagine a way to harness this by using failure, misappropriation of funds, and corruption to gain more power, to stoke more envy, to now create a system where over 50% of the society not only is on government cheese, but has never paid any taxes. Then imagine a system where they kept telling you was the strongest and constantly growing, yet could not exist without creating more debt and monetizing it and borrowing from the future. That would be an economic illusion. It would also be the correct description of the American economy. And that is what we're facing. I wanted to bring on Chris Edwards, who wrote an article called Fiscal Illusion, to discuss. He is also the director of tax policy studies at Cato. He's the editor of DownsizingGovernment.org, which apparently 99.9% of society can't type. He is the top expert on federal and state tax and budget issues, so he doesn't even look at Illinois. We wanted to bring him on to discuss. Thank you so much for joining me, Chris. How are you? I'm great. Thanks a lot for having me. So do you disagree with uh, my intro into this system where I keep hearing how we're growing leaps and bounds, never been any better? The revenue to the government has never been greater. The problem with it is it is so tainted with government debt and subsidies that it's really not growth and it's really not revenue. It's more of a validation of the fraud called the American economy. Well, the problem is, as I go into my, my article, is that the government has become, become such a complex, um, multi-tentacled beast that it's really hard for the citizenry to keep track of it. And there's so many examples of this. I mean, the tax system is so complex. There's so many different types of taxes. Each one of them is so complex. It's hard to know what the overall price of this government beast is. It's like when you go to the grocery store, everything is labeled. And if you want to buy an apple or a banana, you can see how much it costs. And you can, you know, you can buy the appropriate amount. Government, you know, we need a big price tag for government so that people know, can sort of judge how much they want to buy. But the government picks your pocket in so many different ways, it's really hard to keep track of how much this uh, big, this big government and, and all its uh, supposed services cost us. But I think it's brilliant in its diabolical intent. And, what, and let me explain that. Socialism, communism, various forms of fascism outright have government ownership of industry our diabolical system of an american marxist can backdoor nationalize it through extortion fees called taxes and then continue to knuckle it under through various forms of of vat taxes even though they don't admit to it and ultimately have the power of bureaucracies that are called regulatory but actually are writing law at the whim and sometimes the corruption of the individual bureaucrats. This is so far removed and unmoored from the principles of not just capitalism, which doesn't exist, it's really propertyism, but moreover Americanism, to where the American citizen now buys the fact and feels humbled. And I saw it over the last 24 months in a form I never thought I'd see here in America, where they admit they are but a tool of the of the state, of the collectivist American society and i am having a real hard time digesting it you've got a lot there but i you're right there's a lot of subterfuge so for example um you know you said that the government can regulate that's right so uh the government can regulate and it's essentially like setting up a tax program but it's a lot more hidden 
a good example is the fact that next time you go to the, the gas pump, uh, you know, gas prices, I don't know where you are, uh, but they're, you know, almost up to $4 a, a gallon now. There's this, there's a label on, uh, all the gas pumps in America that say 10% ethanol. Well, that's a giveaway to corn farmers. And I know you're in Illinois there, so it might be a sensitive issue, but it, no, the government not. is pushing up gas prices by forcing, by mandating this, uh, that people put corn basically into their, um, in their, into their cars. So, alternatively, the government could have just taxed us all and given farmers a subsidy, but that would be a lot more explicit. But one of the big subterfuges going on now is inflation. Uh, if, if inflation, let's say, is six, was 6% last year, uh, Americans have about $20 trillion in bank accounts and cash. Uh, that all lose, lost 6% of value last year. So that's like a massive trillion-dollar tax on us. Uh, just from the lost value of our, uh, our bank deposits and cash we hold. So government has all these kind of, uh, uh, secret, uh, sort of hidden kind of ways to, to, uh, to get money out of us and to keep growing. And the other trick that they have is that they keep pointing at these countries that are open in their collectivism. They're open in their communism, like China. And they say they're the biggest currency manipulators in the world. I've got a problem with that. When we have a government that's made up of 535 pay-to-play schemes that can print up debt for kids yet unborn and obligate them through interest payments to we don't know who really profits from those interest payments. But in essence, each time they do it and each month that goes by, they're in essence devaluing my dollar with their economic scheme. I accuse America of being the biggest currency manipulator, uh, manipulator in the history of currency. Would I be wrong in that? <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're right. The government, uh, the, the, the problem with it, our central bank is that it has multiple different objectives rather than just having the single objective of keeping a, uh, a hard currency that, re, re, that retains the value uh, of our money. You touched on debt, and something that I think your listeners should really think about is this. You know, the federal government now is over $20 trillion in debt. These are all costs we're pushing onto the next generation. Generally, the U.S. Congress cannot uh, impose uh, laws and mandates uh, on the future. If, let's say, Congress imposes a, a law now to restrict the First Amendment or to try to seize our guns or something like that, we can rebel, and future Congresses uh, can uh, repeal those uh, bad laws, and we can have our freedom back. The problem with that is Congress can uh, can can do this massive borrowing now, a lot of it from foreigners in China and Europe and elsewhere, and it's imposed as a hard cost on future generations that they can't repeal. I mean, young people in the future are going to be paying the interest on the debt we are incurring now, and there's nothing they can do about it. And it's really so debt is this particularly uh, irresponsible policy of politicians today. There's another policy that really guarantees feudalism, and that is the American tax policy. When I started out, I, like many, many Americans, had nothing, hand to mouth, check to check, was lucky enough to position myself to earn a good amount of money. There was an older gentleman who uh, used to give me books on, on business and on trading. 
And he was a Jewish guy who I loved to death. And he would say to me, did you put away money for your taxes? Did you put away money for your taxes? And it isn't until you're climbing out of the hole of poverty, till you realize the diabolical nature of the American tax system, which guarantees to hold you down unless you make tremendous amounts of money because it is, in essence, on a scale system to steal up to 50% of your earnings. When you have 50% of the country that's never paid taxes, when you have another 20% on top of the 50 that reaps more in benefits than it pays. So you've only got roughly 30% of the people that pay more than they get. Can you ever turn around a quasi-backdoor socialist nation? It's remarkable the way over the last few decades the problem in Washington's been that every tax bill that either passed by the Democrats or Republicans or a bipartisan bills, the Republicans, uh, the Democrats have demanded that more people at the bottom, millions more, get exempted from paying income tax. And the Republicans have agreed to that because they want to lower other rates or do other reforms. So last year in 2021, 57 percent of all American households paid no federal income tax. Absolutely remarkable. So, so more more people are not paying tax than we're paying tax federally. The top ten. This is the, the statistic for 2019 from the IRS. The top 10 percent of households paid 71 percent of all income taxes. Absolutely remarkable. So, this means, of course, that there's a vast group of people in the middle and at the bottom end who who end up favoring government expansion because the costs land on someone else. To them, it seems government seems like a free kind of a thing. So, so unfortunately, they demand more of it. But, the, you know, the costs are hidden. The costs are the damage to the economy and slower economic growth and lower incomes overall. But the, the, the damage that the big government does is unfortunately visible to many, invisible to many people. Has it ever been stopped, this kind of misappropriation of power, misappropriation of money? and a system where their failure became their crowbar against the citizens and their property. Has it ever turned around? Yes, we've had, but not, you know, uh, I, the United States, it's harder to find examples, but because it's a, the, the problem is this, the United States is such a big country, and, we, and the, the federal government seems to be able to borrow endlessly, and creditors around the world seem to want to lend the U.S. federal government money endlessly. But if you're in a smaller country like, say, Canada or Sweden or Australia, those countries have ran into debt um, crises before, but they were forced to change. Parties, of both liberal, conservative, libertarian, were, were forced to change because they couldn't borrow more uh, globally, and, uh, and, and they were forced into reforms. Unfortunately, because it's so easy for Congress to borrow money, they just are not interested in reforming uh, the giant uh, massive deficit problem we have in Washington. I always believe that the best way to take something apart is to start the way it was built. The most obvious Ponzi scheme scam the government does is called Social Security. It's just a tax. It has no intention of doing what it sells itself as. It's not an insurance policy. There is no money anywhere. Can a group of citizens that are sponsored by a well-known organization break apart the socialist Ponzi scheme of Social Security by demanding their money prior to be qualifying for taking it and calling off the deal that the American people have been forced into in spite of their own free will, in spite of their opinion, have been forced, which I believe on its basis alone is un-American, 
It is a violation of my unalienable rights. I want my money back, and I don't ever want a check from this rat bastard government. Do I stand a chance? <laughs> uh, I agree with you that, you know, the famous economist Milton Friedman called Social Security a Ponzi scheme, and he was absolutely right. It's a, spon- it's a Ponzi scheme in this way, is that there is no, everyone has been promised these benefits in the future, uh, sort of like investors in a Ponzi scheme, but there's no money there. There's no real savings. The government doesn't have the real savings. If a private company wanted to do this, uh, tried to do this, they'd be put in jail. Private pension plans pre-fund future benefits in re- with real assets. The government Social Security doesn't do that. It's essentially just a, a, a glorified welfare program, and unfortunately, there's so there's no there's no money there, and uh, it's uh, it's 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 so irresponsible. And as you touched on, you know, the government has covered up this fa- fact. By, by they, they often supporters of the system, they'll call it a pension plan, which it isn't. They'll call it, they'll say it has a trust fund, which is just, um, uh, you know, it's just ink on paper and doesn't really mean anything. So, uh, unfortunately, the government has pulled the wool over the eye, uh, our eyes, uh, with the social security system and they've used all these words like trust fund and pension plan to cover up the fact that it's really a Ponzi scheme. You're also an expert on state tax and budget issues. I don't know if you've been watching the news. We have a cartoon character as a governor in Illinois. He looks like a beanbag with a pumpkin on it. He has taken the welfare cheese for COVID and has claimed it as income to the state. And it's an election year, has been bragging bald-faced lies that that Illinois is running at a $1.9 billion surplus. Why is it that politics is the only entity, the only industry, the only company that can lie to its constituents and there are no repercussions. When someone tells the lie this this obvious, this bold, should there not be repercussions in a society run on truth, supposedly? Um, I, I you know, I wish I wish there there was and I, I have a, a difficult time often while watching politicians give speeches because especially on economic issues because they know there's so many untruths there. Uh, budget analysts across the political spectrum know that Illinois has been the worst run, uh, government from a fiscal policy point of view for many, many, uh, years now. The borrowing has been extreme. The, the government worker pension plans are in big trouble. Um, it's, uh, Illinois is in a really, uh, tough spot. And your, your governor, I, every two years I score all the governors on your fiscal, on their fiscal policy. Uh, your governor, uh, has been at the bottom of the barrel on my scoring. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's really sad. You know, one of the things about, sometimes people will say that, uh, you know, some of the states in, in, uh, along the northern border in the United States are in trouble because people, people move to Florida for, and Texas for the nice sun and the better weather and the like. But that just means that the northern states like Illinois that are losing population have to work harder and have to have better and more efficient and leaner government than the southern states. But they do the opposite. So they're compounding the problem they have with having the, the, the weather that's not as attractive as Florida's weather. Illinois has got to have a better and leaner government. Uh, than states like Florida if they want to attract people and investment and if they want to have a strong economic future. You managed to fit leaner in a conversation about J.B. Pritzker. You may be my favorite comedian on radio. <laughs> um, there's, right. a, there's another thing before I let you go. I've been dealing with this all of my life. I was uh, you know, always a kid that wanted to make money, so I went into the money industry. 
We have something called public sector pensions. That drives me nuts. There is no such thing as a pension that does not operate on a return on investment. What you have in government is an employment agreement. It's a payoff scheme to the employees who, for their loyalty, vote for bigger government, have their families vote for bigger government, and then vote for their own purses, their own pockets. There is no such thing as a public sector pension system. Isn't it just an employment scheme when it does not operate on a return on investment? The investment is irrelevant in the pension swindles of these municipalities and these states. All, all governments in America should eliminate their defined benefit pension plans. The vast majority of full-time state and local workers, and there's around 60 million of them, are on defined benefit pension plans. Those plans have gone the way of the dinosaur in the private sector, which is a good thing. Uh, governments, uh, city governments, county governments, state governments should move to defined contribution plans. Uh, much, they, there's much less uh, risk involved uh, for government. It, it prevents um, politicians from over-promising benefits for political reasons. And, uh, you know, if the market, the, the stock market's down, if the market... Get, you know, if we're in a bear market for a long time, government pension plans are going to be in big, big trouble. If only government pension plans have kind of only um, uh, chugged along in recent years because the market has done so well. But if we're in a down market, boy, those government uh, pension plans are really going to explode. I want to start a new political party. I want you to be my co-chair. I'm going to name it the Don Quixote Political Party because we're really tilting at windmills when this much of society is in on the corruption. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I, I follow politicians, so I don't want to get involved myself. <laughs> his, his name is Chris Edwards. I love having him on. He's the director of tax policy studies at Cato. Thank you so much for coming on. You can also find him. He's the editor of downsizinggovernment.org. Thank you for putting up the fight, and thank you for joining me, Chris. I truly appreciate it. I had fun. Great. See you. We'll be back with your calls and comments after this. AM560, the answer. You know, the embarrassment of Joe Biden isn't just the fact that he has and will be the most corrupt American president we've ever had, the most incompetent president we've ever had. He is not fit to serve. The man is suffering from dementia, and I could make fun of it, and I do, because he's always been nothing but a lying rat, and I'll make fun of it. But the destruction he's doing to our nation will take quite a while to undo. I understand it only took a year for this. And sure, they're going to sweep everything under the rug with the conflict in Ukraine and Russia and the rest of it. But this is some serious stuff that's going on here. This is real life. And we're falling into the trap they're setting. All of it is working. I've heard all of it. The Great Reset, the whole nine yards. My problem isn't that you've identified it. Okay, I've read the books. I've seen the tape. I understand it as well. What are you going to do to stop it? How do you stop it? That's the question I want to answer. 312-642-5600. Joe in Melrose Park. Yeah, how's it going? Hey, Good. Uh, thanks for taking the call. So do you grow, did you grow up uh, born and raised in Melrose? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah, my uh, grandfather, uh, 1922, corner of 23rd and lake uh walked out his front door you're at leone's at 23rd and lake uh feast yeah. to our lady about carmel on sure. 23rd you remember that i was on 24th yeah yeah 
Oh, okay. Yeah, the best fireworks in the alleys during that feast you'll ever hear. Uh, anybody true. knows what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, listen, I came up with a one-minute explanation that these idiots who don't understand are, what we're doing with this energy. And I Go explain ahead. it this way, and I got four liberals. Go ahead and agree. So here it is. So Joe and Schomburg says, hey, I'm going green, joining the Green New Deal. I'm going to get solar panels on the roof, windmills in my big backyard, doing the whole shot. I call up the solar company. They price it all out. They tell me, wow, it's going to be a year or two to get all these panels from China. It's going to take a while and everything. So what does Joe do? He calls ComEd the next day and shuts off his electricity, runs an extension cord next door to one neighbor, extension cord to another neighbor, and then uh, the one neighbor says, hey, he keeps shutting the thing off. The other neighbor charges me 10 bucks, and he's up to 50 bucks, and he's up to 100 bucks. And that's exactly what we're doing. We don't have the solar and wind. There is you know? no such thing. We're, we're, we're hooking up extension cords to Russia, Iran, Venezuela when we got it right here. But that's the stupidity. When I explain it that way, they say, well, wait till we get all the solar shit or stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hit the uh, button, kid. All right. Well, listen, yeah, Joe, I, thank you. I agree with you. It's a great way to focus on it. And the reality is um, that is the plan. That is the plan. And the idea that you do not want to strengthen America is the other problem. The Democrat mafia doesn't want to strengthen America. In fact, what they run on is controlling the American citizen, weakening America under this idea of a fascism you can get along with. Now, the question is, which fascist are they going to pick? Which one are they going to pull? Well, they got one now that they could blame, and you'll never really be able to re rebuke it. Because you are now given American censorship, American propaganda, all without any rebuttal. And it's the greatest scam in the world. And if that fails, what you see in Ukraine, you could always go back to pickle face. There are many people for a variety of reasons. Many of them are politically, uh, I wouldn't say motivated, I don't mean motivated, but have a political tinge to it about not wanting to get vaccinated, saying, I'll worry about myself and I'll take care of myself and I'll take. Yeah, it's called individuality, you pickle-faced corrupt bastard. That's what it's called. Not only that, it doesn't work. More people are dead this day than last year at this day. You got three of them. It didn't work. You're a liar and a fraud and a fascist, and that's what you need. Otherwise, people will want to know what you were doing investing in it, and did you release it? That's the other thing. See, I think it was released. I think it was man-made. And it was released to bring you to your knees. And now they're in absolute and total control. Don, Chicago. Yeah, um, I want to know, where's uh, our friend Bernie Sanders with all this stuff? He loves Russia and communism, and I haven't heard a word out of him. Hopefully he's dead. You know, you can get lucky. I mean, <laughs> did, he, did he son of a guns ever die? Thank you very much. I mean, did they ever die? Got the virus. It's so deadly. Yet 80% of our Congress is 150 Old crooks never die. Only the good die young. Robert Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Good. Oh, that Dr. Felcher. Well, you know how I feel about him. But the reason I was calling, I agree with you. I don't, you know, I feel sorry for Biden because he's got dementia. That's a very sad thing. You know, that's not yeah. nothing to make fun of. I feel sad for this, us because he's destroying our country. Well, that's where I was going with this. I don't excuse what he's done to this country with the gas prices 
and his yeah. son and his corruption and no, uh, all the rest of that stuff. It, it's just disgusting. And the way he handles himself against Putin, Putin just can just walk and just get away with what he's doing. What do you think? I think Biden has not only himself but America all in the Pete Buttigieg position. And you ain't going to like what comes next. But I do think people, they text me, oh, you're so crass. Am I crass? See, I got a phone call I didn't want to get yesterday about a kid who was 28 years old who isn't with us anymore. I don't know what killed him, but I know it wasn't of his own. It isn't the way it should be. Kids are depressed. Kids are on drugs. Society is forever changed. Not because the government was helping us, but because they hurt us. And they're too ignorant, they're too arrogant, and they're too corrupt to stop. And now you're going to hear excuse after excuse as we fall right into the trap they love to set. David, Bristol, Wisconsin. Sean, how you doing? I just want to say the energy today is fantastic. I agree with every single word of every guest and that you have said today. Uh, one thing I discovered this morning while doing a little YouTube bruise, a video from 2014 where a cohesive or coherent Biden, I should say, literally laid out the plan for Dave, Afghanistan Dave, Dave. Hang on, and Dave. did exactly what he did. You mean, you mean Ukraine? Uh, no, Afghanistan. He was oh, because I heard about I Afghanistan. I got this one in '97. Listen to this. I think the one place where the greatest consternation would be caused in the short term for admission, having nothing to do with the merit and preparedness of the country to come in, would be to admit the Baltic states now in terms of NATO-Russian, U.S.-Russian relations. And if there was ever anything that was going to tip the balance, were it to be tipped in terms of a vigorous and hostile reaction, I don't mean military, in Russia, it would be that. See, but in 1997, we had an agreement. And that agreement was that the NATO nations, the NATO conglomerate, the NATO corruption would never go along the borders of the Soviet Union. Yet, that's all we've been doing since 97. We've done it hardcore since 2015. No one wants to talk about it. After all, we're the good guys. China's the currency manipulation, not America, right? After all, we have to focus on that. You have to point at everybody. They're the bad guy. What most Americans don't understand is three fingers point back at us. Joe Biden, the Democrat mafia, that's the problem. So, David, whether we're talking about Afghanistan or whether we're talking about uh, 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 Ukraine or whether we're talking about any of the Biden failures over the last 50 years in foreign policy, he'll still be called an expert even though he's been wrong, even though he's been proven exactly corrupt. And all they have to do in today's America, thanks to the pandemic, is censor you from information. In a country built on freedom, freedom of the press, freedom of speech, freedom of your derriere, you're not free. You just have a different view than a European prisoner of a socialist collectivist society. Because if this gets out, You'll never hear from this guy again. Believe me, this was on Saturday. You're never going to hear from this colonel again. You think the end is in sight? First five days, uh, Russian forces, I think, frankly, were too gentle. Uh, they've now corrected that. So I would say another 10 days, this should be completely over. But the question is, uh, what is it that Zelensky is going to do? The Russians have made it very clear what they want is a neutral Ukraine. This could have ended days ago if he accepted that. And then they can adjust the borders. But the eastern part of Ukraine is firmly in Russian hands. 
But again, the Russians are not seizing territory. They're destroying Ukrainian forces. That's their focus. Colonel, it sounds like no. you don't approve of Zelensky's stand. Oh, I think Zelensky is a puppet. Uh, and he is putting huge numbers of his own population at unnecessary risk. No, I don't know if he's right. But I know his name is Colonel McGregor. I know he was in the Russian arena for 20 years. I know his opinion should at least get airtime. I know there's a concerted effort to censor you from that. Because America is becoming more fascistic, all in the name of this utopian dream. The Democrats never seem to deliver on and always seem to become very personally wealthy. Now, I understand that irritates a lot of people, but doesn't it irritate you when you find out how much money they've made through insider trading and all the rest of the things we're used to? It should irritate you. You should be irritated, but you should be aware. Odds are you're being lied to, especially when it's bipartisan skullduggery. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. AM 560. The answer. A friend of mine said, you can't play Colonel McGregor. I mean, after all, he might be in the CIA or something. I don't know, but I do know this whole thing about NATO. You know how many times NATO has been riddled in scandal? December 24th, 1998, multi-million dollar European bribery scandal. Where is the other one? December 8th, 2021, yet another NATO bribery scandal. Iraq, 2001, rape, bribery, misappropriation of funds. 1995, March, scandal. NATO Secretary General questioned in Belgian scandal. Scandal, scandal, scandal. NATO's not the end-all and be-all. We don't even know what the hell it is. What we do know is there's a lot of money in there. Oh, sure, like IMF Bank. Where's all the money go? Where's it come from? Who seems to profit? Who's in control? I don't know, but it's good. How do you know? TV said so. All right, fair enough. Rich, displains. Yeah. Hello, Joe? Uh, Sean? Yes. Um, yeah, you know, I agree with all that stuff that you're saying. NATO's corrupt and this and that and whatnot. But if I was any of these countries surrounding Russia, I'd join, I would join NATO in a heartbeat. You can't trust Russia. These people, I, the only country I, agree I with would you. win. I agree with you. You can't trust Russia. You can't trust Russia. You can't trust Russia. You can't trust Iran. You can't trust China. Can you trust America? Unfortunately, no. All right. So let's just establish, Rich. Let's just just establish that all the bad people in these countries all occupy government positions. Let's start there. And then let's try to protect the innocent people. And you know how you protect them? By implementing Americanism, by implementing individual liberty and individual rights. Because when the government has rights, guess what? You're like a Ukrainian citizen, or you're like a Russian citizen, or you're like a Chinese citizen, or unfortunately, you're like an American citizen. Not one that's in the Democrat mafia, but one that's outside of it. And then you get extorted. But you're told you're the good guy. You're told all the other ones are the bad guys. I don't know. Maybe it's time we think a little bit. Stop buying BS. I mean, it's just me. After all, who are these intellect geniuses? Who are these gods among men that run America? Did you hear what what Biden said today? I don't think he did. The three congressmen you have here, two of them look like they could, they really could and did play ball, and the other one looks like he could bomb you. 
Now, two of them are black, and the other one may look like Middle Eastern to me. The three oh congressmen you have here, God. two of them look like they could, they really could and did play ball, and the other one looks like he could bomb you. I'm sure Pippi Lystock will have an explanation for this tomorrow. Vince, Crystal Lake. Hey, Sean, did you hear the story that uh, HHS paid Newsmax uh, not to post negative stories on the vaccine? you got to be kidding me, Vince. Are you serious? You mean a government organization well, Steve, would bribe a media Steve outlet? Cor- oh, Steve Cortez isn't there anymore. So oh. I'm wondering where Steve Cortez is. Steve Cortez texted me today. His not on anymore. Steve Cortez texted me today. Okay. Yes, he's, he's, he's safe. I know that. I'm pretty sure he's in flip-flops. I know that. And uh, we're going to have him on. I'm going to bring Steve on because I want to talk to him. I miss him. And we're going to talk about this. But it does explain a lot. It also was suspicious to me when the Andy Shaw, who's supposed to be the honest reporter, investigative reporter in Chicago, better government business bureau, and his daughter right out of college went to work for the White House when Barack Obama was in charge. See, Vince, it's all kinds of ways to bribe media. Chicago's got it down pat. As far as I'm concerned, there's one in media that was beyond reproach, beyond bribery, beyond somebody who could be tempted. His name was John Cass. That's how I feel about him. I think that's the only one. That's the only one. So, see, the thing about jobs is there are human beings that occupy those jobs. The things about even government jobs, they're just human beings. Unfortunately, we've all succumbed to a system where the most corrupt people among us are in the political positions they call pimps and whores. And we give them this power to create money and negotiate foreign deals and then tell us organizations are good, even when their friends occupy them, who are all multimillionaires. Well, you'll never be one under a tax system of a progressive tax implemented by corrupt people. I'll be back in 21 hours to fight these corrupt bastards. Won't you join me? Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.